step inside into the world of Lady Teal's Curios. Welcome to Lady Teal's Curios. I'm your host, Lady Teal. If you listened to episode 12, you already know that the podcast goblins had a little fun with my RSS feed. In today's episode, I interview Carl Barth, aka Mr. Minigolf, who is a professional minigolfer. This episode was supposed to air on the 9th to help support the putt for pledges, where money raised goes to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. But because the episode didn't air, we missed the date. So if you can, visit lls.org to make a donation in honor of today's episode and the work Carl has done to raise awareness around programs like this. Minigolf has a unique history. Originally developed in Scotland in the 1800s, minigolf came to be because it was improper for a lady to swing the club beyond her shoulders. So, a special course was created. Fast forward to 1927, and Garnet Carter was the first to patent a game of miniature golf called the Tom Thumb Golf. He and his wife, Frida Carter, created and designed the course's obstacles and used the course to attract tourists to Lookout Mountain in Tennessee. Since then, mini golf has gone through many ups and downs, yet still remains a sport and an attraction that creates family fun for those of all ages. Carl shares how he got started with mini golfing, his experiences with some of his favorite courses, and ways you can maintain the tradition in your hometown. As always, thank you for listening and stay curious. So, um, my name is Carl Barth. I'm a professional miniature golfer. I go by Mr. Mini Golf, and I've played mini golf pretty much my whole life, ever since I was a little kid. And uh, I re- had a realization just a couple years ago that I could actually make it into a full-time job and make a living off of it. That's awesome. So you are making a living off of it. Yes. Yep. So it's it's not just playing in uh, tournaments and uh, for that, I definitely probably couldn't make a living that would be sustainable just from that alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I also then founded two miniature golf businesses as well. So I created a website called Mini Golf Reviews, and I did that in 2017. And basically, that allows me to travel around the country playing different courses and then documenting those courses and uh, doing a post of a new miniature golf hole every day. And it's kind of like an archive of miniature golf throughout the United States. Eventually, I'll also make it a global thing too. But for <laughs> now, it's, it's just getting through all the courses in the United States and, and having fun and meeting with people that way. Um, it's led to some sponsorships as well, which is pretty cool. So not only am I a professional miniature golfer, which most people say they never even heard that that was such a thing, but I'm also <laughs> a sponsored one. So that's it's pretty cool. Uh, miniature golf is the only sport that I could probably be a professional athlete with a body like mine. So it's kind of funny to think that. So. <laughs> that's and awesome. Then, and then I also uh, founded a business that I launched in uh, April of 2019 called Jackpot. And that's a uh, traveling miniature golf hole-in-one contest that people play for cash. That's also a fundraiser to support nonprofits. So 
uh, every event that I go to, um, raising money to help nonprofits, whether local or uh, national. What a clever name, <laughs> jackpot! Yeah, yeah, because you win, you win in the jackpot. Yeah. So play on words there. So absolutely, <laughs> I like that. Were you always really good at putt putt? Yeah, or yeah, did you? Absolutely. Yeah. So like when I was a kid, like um, I think I was introduced to miniature golf. I think when I was either two or three, um, for Christmas one year, I got something called Gator Golf. So it was like this plastic gator that you hit the plastic golf balls into, and then it would shoot the golf ball back at you out of its tail. So you would hit it into the mouth and then back out of the tail. So I got started pretty early. And um, every time we would do, uh, I'd get to choose to do a family activity. It would, it was, it was miniature golf to the point where my siblings would always be like, really, we're going to go play miniature golf again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I liked it. It's just, it was something that I was good at. Um, I liked the, the variety and, and seeing different courses throughout the country. And, and, you know, there's all sorts of different themes and really no course really is the same, even though they might have a similar design that, that, that could just be one hole that's similar to another hole somewhere else, but overall mm -hmm. not a single course is the same so it's always kind of a adventure to go check out another course yeah i bet especially traveling all over the country and seeing different places and towns and things like that that sounds really yeah cool. i mean I, I, it's really the only way that it would it makes it like financially feasible is to actually do mm -hmm. a business that you know you make something off of it and then um you know it's towards something that i really want to do and that i'm passionate about I mean, it's, it's pretty cool to see how it's grown as well. So in 2017, when I started mini golf reviews, uh, I had 10,000 views in my first year and I thought that was awesome. It was like, this is so cool. Like, I can't believe there's so many people that are interested in, in what I have to share. And even if I had one person, I would have been impressed at the time just because yeah. it's like out of all the content that there is out there, it's like people seem to find my stuff and they seem to like it. So I was impressed with that. But then 2018, boom, I bumped up to 50,000. So I was like, oh, this is great. I'm starting to see some growth. And then in 2019, when I left my um, corporate job at a Fortune 500 company and, and started pursuing miniature golf full-time, uh, in 2019, I bumped up to 3 million views. Wow. And then, and then for this year, I'm already past a million uh, at the end of March. So well on my way to exceeding that. So it's kind of, it's cool to see, um, you know, all the effort and work that I put into it um, and that people are enjoying it. And like people are really starting to uh, realize that I'm the mini golf guy. So people have questions about miniature golf. I'm the person that they go to. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool to do that. That's amazing. I, um, first of all, did not know professional mini golf was a thing yeah. until we connected. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> So how big is the community, would you say? Um, there's, it's, it's kind of varied. So there's like definitely the people that are just straight up professional players where they play in more skill-based tournaments, not necessarily so like the novelty type courses. Like when people think of miniature golf, right, the first thing that comes to mind typically is a windmill. Um, mm -hmm. But for like the, the more professional circuit, it's basically none of that. It's more like playing off of curves and bank shots and bumps and things like that. Um, but there are tournaments uh, that go to the other extreme with uh, um, like complete novelty type courses. So um, it, it varies, but the main like circuit when people 
would be looking up professional miniature golf, like um, the United States Professional Miniature Golf Association. Um, mm -hmm. Like that's basically all in Myrtle Beach area, which is the mini golf capital of the world. They have about 60 courses and about 30 square miles. So basically at every turn in Myrtle Beach, you're hitting an, another course, which is fantastic. My wife and I <laughs> went there on our honeymoon and uh, we probably played 20 courses when we were there. So I was in heaven. Um, she, 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 she loves miniature golf too, but not nearly as much as me, as me. So she was kind of getting a little, uh, uh, bored by it I think after about course 10 <laughs> but um, still still a lot of fun and um, definitely want to get back out there and try some more but yeah the community is, is like I said varies so like you have the people that are definitely the more professionals um, they're all about just playing putts and, and um, not, nothing too crazy or extreme but then you have other people that are all about um, they start leagues, they play in tournaments all over the country. They're all about finding the craziest and wildest types of miniature golf courses. And I feel like I've kind of fallen in the middle a little bit. I definitely want to kind of do some more on the, the more professional side of the circuit because I've, I've been more focused on the, the novelty and, and the more fun. I'm not saying it's not fun, but it's the more like, uh, I guess what the public would consider to be the more, fun uh of the miniature golf sides but i still want to get more into the tournaments and actually like move forward with that i know that they really want to get um, miniature golf into the olympics someday so that would be kind of cool too to be an olympic athlete right that would be awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> um one of my favorite mini golf courses is the glow in the dark ones the, the, yeah the black light ones so the, yeah, yeah those kind of became popular in like the the mid 2000s i think it was kind of off of like the trend of like cosmic bowling so yeah. kind of cosmic bowling started to end but um people still like that like black light type of uh, environment and it was really the only solution really for uh indoor courses because uh typical with indoor courses is, is you really can't do a lot of like elevation changes or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people consider those courses to be kind of boring. Um, but so that's where the black light came in because it, it appealed to a younger crowd. And since you like that, I wanted to show you something pretty cool too. So um, like I said, I'm sponsored. So I'm sponsored by this company called uh, night sports spectrum Fun. and they create golf balls that light up. Oh, cool. <laughs> but not only that, they change color too. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, so one of the cool things is that, um, when I work with them, uh, I can use their golf balls and kind of share it as kind of like a business card. It's got, uh, my logo on there and everything, but then also to help promote the business. So when I'm traveling around the country playing different courses, I can show them the products that they have, um, for that and, and promote it to regular miniature golf courses. So not only does it allow them to have like some opportunities to extend like the hours of operation, like, so when it gets dark, they can do some, you know, stay open later, but mm -hmm. they can also do kind of like some special events, like, like Friday night glow night or something like that and have different events to stay relevant with the community and get people to, to come back out and play some more. So there's all sorts of cool stuff. And, um, I keep finding more companies that have really cool things that um, that are for the miniature golf world. And I keep trying to promote them and they promote me. So it's pretty cool. And I think that's also kind of led to like me expanding and reaching out and, and having the reach that I do currently. 
Yeah, it sounds like a win-win for sure. Do you have a favorite place that you've been to? Um, it's it, that's really hard for me to to break down, but I guess I would say like um, so I have a my home course in Wisconsin here is a course called Swing Time Germantown. So I actually work there part time uh, just because I love the course so much. It's my favorite one in the Milwaukee area. Um, so when I knew I was getting started with uh, mini golf reviews and jackpot. Um, I wasn't going to always have an event every day, you know, like that kind of thing. Typically my events happen on the weekends, but I wanted to have something kind of part-time and still be around uh, miniature golf, which one is great because I get a place to practice and uh, it's a driving range too. So I can work on my real golf game, which definitely needs a lot more work than my miniature golf game. <laughs> um, so it's kind of, it was a, a really great opportunity for me to have a place where I could practice being uh, around golf and miniature golf. Uh, connect with the community and then still have the flexibility to work on my miniature golf stuff. So that would be my favorite one for uh, in Wisconsin. Um, another great course is a course called Parking Skill Golf in Lincolnshire, Illinois. So I originally grew up uh, suburbs of Chicago and Lincolnshire, Illinois is called uh, a skill golf course, but um, not the typical naming of a skill golf course because it's completely novelty. They, they have like uh, a mock Sears tower that you hit into the base oh, of it and it cool. takes the elevator all the way up to the top. <laughs> they have a, a roller coaster. They have uh, actually like rotating platforms. So you're hitting your shot and then there's a platform with two holes on it and it just spins around. So you have to time your shot. And if you land on the platform, but you don't land in the hole, then you got to stand on the platform and then you're spinning around and <laughs> it can be disorienting. Um, they have like a Mount Rushmore. They have a castle, an alligator, uh, all sorts of cool, like crazy, um, not your typical type of course type stuff. And then their final hole, which a lot of courses usually have a final hole where you can win a free game. Theirs is a, a roulette wheel that spins around and then it tells you whatever your score would be, or you can win a free game. And if you get that, then uh, lights and sirens go off and everybody knows that you want a free game. And it's a pretty cool, like celebration of that. Yeah, that's epic. <laughs> and then um, uh, kind of more on your side of the country there, uh, Myrtle Beach, they have what is considered the number one course in the United States. And that's called uh, Mount Atlanticus. And that one's really cool. They have two courses. Um, but definitely their their uh, claim to fame is their conch course. And it just has some great hole designs, very unique. Um, the whole, the whole uh, sizes are a bit larger, so it's a bit easier for everyone to play. So there's typically a lot of hole-in-ones for everybody in the round. Um, so it's typically a low-scoring course. But then something that's very unique to them is, like other courses, they have a final hole. Well, their 19th hole is if you actually make a hole in one, you get a free pass to play there for the rest of your life. Whoa. Yeah. So it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Um, they've been, I believe they've been open for at least two decades, maybe now three, but they've had about a thousand winners of that over the lifetime of the business. So, and they have a big wall of fame, which is pretty cool. Have you won it yet? No, we, we just went there the one time on the honeymoon, got pretty <laughs> close. Um, I'm actually going to be posting that course, uh, Probably uh, in June or so, I wanted to wait to the summer and kind of help promote that one up again when places start opening up a bit more. Right. Uh, but And plus, that's when people are really doing a search for miniature golf. So that's a great opportunity for me to get more followers because I'm sharing 
the most popular course in the country and then people search for that and they'll find my stuff just because um, I've done a really good job with uh, search engine optimization. So typically, if it's an area that I've been to, uh, review the courses. If people are searching for mini golf near me and I've been in that area, um, my stuff will come up and then they can see um, courses in the area that I've played and whether, you know, it, I think it's a particularly good one or if, if it could use some work, it could be better. Mm -hmm. um, but even if a course is in the worst shape possible, I still think it's kind of fun just because it's like, yeah, the carpet's ripped up and in bad shape, but it, that just means, okay, maybe you can't make a straight putt to the hole. You might have to kind of figure out something different to make it work. And, and that, and that's a common case. I think, um, I think there's a lot of people that are kind of stuck at a level where they just keep the miniature golf open. They don't really do repairs and they just kind of let the business kind of fizzle out. But then um, there's a lot of new places that are opening up and trying to be innovative. And, and for me, one of my goals is to eventually own my own course that I design and really put some innovation into it. I think I can definitely change uh, the industry because traveling around playing all these different courses, um, very knowledgeable about what whole designs work really well, what don't, um, what people enjoy when they go out and play, and then what things are missing to really hype up the industry and I think it really does need just a little step up just because a lot of stuff does seem a bit dated so um, if if I can work on that and find the funds available to do that find investors I think there could be something really cool and special out there have you played anywhere in Georgia before um, nope I haven't actually even been to the state of Georgia before so okay I'll have to, I'll have to get there sometime I don't. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if there's a good one or not. Um, like the well, one. There definitely, that... there definitely will be. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's always at least a, a handful or so in every state that has that are really good courses. But for me, it's important to also play the courses that um, don't necessarily have the the reviews or, or accreditation from other people, just because um, a lot of these course people they don't do any online promotion or anything like mm -hmm. that. So you either have to hear word, word of mouth from people or um, do a lot of research on your own to find these places. And most of the time, those ones that aren't really advertised are definitely some of the contenders to be the best course. Just nobody knows about it. So it's important to get out there and play those. And then what's great about with my stuff is once I play these courses and nobody's heard of them before, then people can start hearing about them and, and getting out there to try it out. Yeah, and then that gets more business to the mm -hmm. golf course and everything. That's awesome. Um, what kind of walk me through like what goes on in the day life of a professional mini golfer? Like, do you have training each day or every other day? How often do you go out and play? Sure. Yeah. So um, I always practice putting every day. Um, it's just got to keep that skill fine tuned. It is a skill that if you stop doing it, it does fade away. It's not like you ride a bicycle and you don't ride it for 10 years or whatever, you go back, you can get back on the bicycle and you can, it takes you a moment, but you, mm -hmm. you figure out how to ride it. Um, it's it, what's cool about miniature golf too, is like um, you could be really good. You could be a professional, but you could still get beat by someone that's never played before just because someone could just have the right touch. You could be off that day. Um, but that's what I think is great because miniature golf touches all ages. So you could be, a toddler or you can be someone over a hundred, but everyone can do the same thing and be involved and have a good time. 
um, yeah, so I practice every day um, with Jackpot. Um, I'm, I'm always working on trying to find new events. I also do a lot of promotion for other small businesses and uh, nonprofit organizations. So trying to make those connections to either book events or figure out ways that I can help uh, do some fundraising or promotion. Um, every day I also post a, a new miniature golf hole on mini golf reviews and that I also then post on my social media. So it's like, it's on Pinterest, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. So all those areas are getting saturated with my content. And the cool thing is that every day that I'm posting, um, it's just adding more to the ability for people to find me. And I used to, when I first got started, I used to do a whole course review at one time. So all 18 holes or, uh, you know, if mm -hmm. they have multiple courses, I would do that all at once. But the problem was it was taking so long to get through all that content and the content itself was just a really long read so most of the I, I learned that most of the time people just have a very short attention span so you want to give them something a quick bite that they can grab onto check it out and then boom they're on their way to off to something else right because like I said before grabbing someone's attention is actually a pretty amazing feat because there's so much content out there um, if you can even just grab them just for 10 seconds, it's pretty impressive. So I created the, the whole a day concept so I can just get something out, show pictures, a little blurb about how to play the whole, what I liked, what I didn't like, and then they can move on. And then they can click the next link to go to see the, the prior day's hole and just keep going back. And it becomes kind of like a black hole or, <laughs> you know, they just wait to see what's for the next day. And um, it's just, I've had a lot of uh, people say it's pretty cool that I started that and they want to get involved and um, they want to, you know, help build up the miniature golf community as well. So it's a pretty cool thing to, to do all that. And um, with uh, the coronavirus and people being stuck at home, I mean that people aren't, aren't able to go out and play at miniature golf courses. So that's a bummer to me, but uh, at the same time, uh, I've had to get uh, innovative with and creative with what I do. So actually, we just launched this last week, um, this virtual putting challenge that we're doing for May 9th, which is National Miniature Golf Day. Everybody that wants to participate is welcome. You don't have to be a professional miniature golfer. You <laughs> yourself can participate. Anybody can. Uh, it's all over the world. And it's a fundraiser to raise money for uh, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And oh. people make design holes at their house. And then on the day of, um, they go on Facebook Live, Instagram Live, whatever live streams um, program that they're interested in. And they take 10 putts. And for every putt they make, they get the uh, pledged amount that um, they raise the funds for. So, like, um, you reach out to friends and family and say, hey, would you like to pledge a dollar for every putt I make? And then uh, every putt you make on, on the day of May 9th then goes into the the fund to rate for uh, LLS, which I thought was a really cool way to still stay relevant. And um, there's a lot of people doing stay at home golf courses and things like that on social media. So I thought there we can definitely get people involved. So right now I've got a pretty big um, jump on the miniature golf community. Um, they're joining in on that, still reaching out to tons of people all the time. And then I'm actually going to be doing a, a news segment on Friday morning for the local news about it. So that's kind of fun. Um, and it's just con continuing to spread the word and trying this out as the first time thing. And 
ideally I'd like to continue to do this even after, you know, the, the world recovers from uh, the pandemic and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that at any time, if someone wants to do a fundraiser and have some fun, we can just do a putt for pledges campaign um, through jackpot. And then uh, people can design holes and, and get creative. We have a, over $3,000 worth of prizes for this uh, competition. Um, We also have participating prizes. So like the the light up golf ball that I showed (laughs) you, we're going to give those away to all the participating putters. We're going to have t-shirts made, stickers, and then um, cool jackpot bags to put everything in. So people get something just for participating and it helps a a good cause. So trying to figure out with, with, which was important with me with jackpot is using something that I'm passionate about that I love miniature golf and using it to help other people and, you know, draw more attention to the industry and take care of people that need the need assistance. So it's, it basically, this has been my dream. The only best thing next is to actually have like a facility and, and have people come and do this kind of the same thing and still do fundraising and all that. So eventually I'll get there. It's just going to take a little bit more time. I think it's incredible and you definitely sound like you have the motivation and the drive right. to do it. So <laughs> invite yeah, just, me when you get it set up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you, you can definitely join in on the putt for pledges now. I'll send you a link to that if you, if you're interested in checking it out. Yeah. And you it said just, the, um, the date was May 9th for the virtual yep. one. Yep. So, yep. So, so right now we're basically just getting people involved. They create their own campaign through our putt for pledges mm-hmm. program. And then, so they help raise money and promote it. And then on May 9th, you design a hole at your home or a business or at a local course if, it, if the restrictions are allowed. And then you, you play on Facebook Live and get in front of people. And we're going to have a contest after the fact, too, um, where at the people's choice for the favorite hole that someone designed. So um, we're, we're currently working on getting some uh, celebrities and professional PGA tour players involved. So, um, you know, hopefully people really get behind the, uh, behind the idea. And so far we're, we're off to a great start. We're almost at a thousand dollars raised already. So it's just going to be a lot of fun. And I think, uh, it's just going to bring more attention to the creativity of miniature golf and that the community is there for everybody else. What an awesome idea. Thank you. Um, I, Heard you just mention PGA made me wonder, are most of the uh, professional mini golfers, do they also play like regular golf too? Or is it kind of a mixed bag? (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of mixed. I mean, I definitely know a lot of people in the miniature golf industry that play golf. um, But then I know quite a few of them that never been on a regular golf course either. So I think it's just varies person to person like I mean I like also playing disc golf I like regular golf I like um, miniature golf so I like just golf theme in general so I think (laughs) it's just I just think it's fun Um, it is a sport that you can play by yourself like because you're you're really competing against yourself Mm -hmm. Um, even though if you're with other people I mean it's really you want to just beat your best score every time you're going out there and at the same time you're beating your best score you're probably beating the other people in your group too and it's just (laughs) And like I said, it's just a lot of fun because everyone can be involved and have a good time. And like every time we go out, it's either like boys against the girls or some other type of like team right. match or something like that. So even if you're really good, um, just depending on who you're paired with, I mean, it can even things out and really make it an enjoyable experience for everybody. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Very cool. 
when you play in competitions, is it like teamed or is it one-on-one usually? Um, or... It can vary. It can vary. So like the um, more competitive, like, like Olympic style, like mm -hmm. what they want to do um, is very popular in Europe. So they actually play on a lot of courses that don't even have uh, artificial grass or turf. They're actually just a cement base. So they're smooth. Oh, wow. uh, they also, they also use uh, different golf balls too, like that have like different textures, different uh, curving ability, different uh, bounce, like whether they're low impact or high impact. So they're, they're, they're very scientific about how they play. Mm -hmm. um, and theirs are more of like, it's a hole in one or nothing kind of competition. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, there, and there's some of that in the United States too. There's um, like, there's a lot of different ways that people can call miniature golf, miniature golf, right? There's mini golf, goofy golf, uh, adventure golf, crazy golf, all those types of things. Mm -hmm. But one that people often call it, but they technically shouldn't is putt-putt. Putt-putt uh, is actually a national brand. So it's a brand of miniature golf. And they are known for their style of it's a hole-in-one or basically nothing type of play. Um, those are the types of courses that, um, some, I think it's five, maybe six people now that have had a perfect game of in competition where they got 18 hole in ones, which, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. I, the, the most I had in one game was 11, but that wasn't at a putt putt course, but, um, still it, that's a lot. It's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty insane. It's just, it's, you get on a roll and you're just like, man, I hope I don't, I don't mess this up, but yeah. it's, just, it's, it's still, it's still pretty impressive feat, I think. Um, but yeah, different um, areas around the world and, and in the United States have different forms of uh, competition. Um, typically uh, it is singles for play, but just depending on whatever competition you're doing, they can have house rules and things like that. Um, typically it's multiple rounds for the tournament. So um, it can be three rounds, five rounds, whatever. Um, and then it's just cumulative score. There's also like prizes and stuff for, you know, best individual round of the tournament, most hole-in-ones, all sorts of things like that. Um, I'm working on getting a league started at Swingtime Germantown, the, my home course, mm -hmm. uh, which I, I had a, a traveling league before, but I found that working with some courses, it was challenging. The owners would would have problems with things like that. Like, uh, like some courses would, you know, take a dollar off cause we had a group of 30 plus people, but then they would change their minds if you didn't have all 30 plus people oh, at no. the same time. So it was, it was frustrating working with that. Um, so I just figured let's just have it at the home course and have some fun with that. And then also want to get, uh, have their very first tournament there too, I, which I think would be fun. Um, and then, Something that was pretty popular in the early 90s was uh, a skins tournament, which basically means um, you're competing for best score on the hole. Mm -hmm. And if you if you get typically it's it's hole in one or nothing, too. Um, but if you get the hole in one, you actually win a cash prize on that hole. So like it'd be it's not like a big tournament of like 80 people. It's typically like three people pitted against each other. And it would be like $100, $1,000, $10,000 a hole that people are competing for. And, and that's kind of a cool opportunity to get uh, like local businesses to be sponsors and, and things like that and really bring that style back. I think it would be really cool to get it televised as well um, and have people involved. So the idea behind that is 
you know, whoever wins our league this year gets an entry into that tournament. Uh, whoever wins our other tournament would have an entry. And then we do a random selection drawing out of people that um, provide us with their email address so we can send them uh, information on like coupons and things like that in the future. But we do a random selection there. And it could be really cool because even if it's just $100 a whole, that means there's $1,800 of cash prizes that they're going to win yeah. and it can go 18 up to 18,000 or, you know, even bigger than that. So, I mean, it's a, a pretty cool opportunity to really highlight, especially that course, but then just miniature golf in general and bring that real competitiveness back into the, into that, but not at a level where it's like, Oh, you have to be professional to do it. You can just be someone that really enjoys going out and playing mm -hmm. and just have a really good round or, do really well in the league and you now you're in for to win some money and you win one dollar you become a professional because you get paid <laughs> to play right well what's the most amount that you've ever won um the most i've gotten was twenty five hundred dollars nice. um the the largest tournament in the united states is the masters they um they have a purse of $20,000. I think first prize is 15,000. Mm -hmm. And then I think the 5,000 is split. I'm not entirely sure on that, that um, breakdown, but I know they have like $20,000 in, in cash to give away. So that's like the big one. Um, probably will never get to that one just because um, that's on my wedding day. So oh, I'd, no. have to convince, I'd have to convince my wife to, to let us go out and do that for an anniversary or something sometime. Well, well, maybe she'll surprise you with an anniversary gift one year. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that'd be, that'd be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, tournaments uh, can just vary in, in prize money and things like that. Um, there's a lot of like um, courses that will just randomly put one together and they'll work with other business sponsors and they'll get thousands of dollars as, cash prizes and stuff too mm -hmm. the hard thing is it's just knowing when those tournaments are because it'll be just like that that individual course posts about it or, or whatever so um it just depends on the course and whether you know about it and if you find it in, at the right time so uh, that part's pretty cool another thing with tournaments too like um this other course that i really like in wisconsin called the red putter it's up in door county which is a very touristy but nature centric uh area in in northern wisconsin and they're very classic uh traditional course um very nostalgic uh basically it's um a lot of family memories for people for that course like grandparents will take their children and their grandchildren and and they'll just keep passing along for generations so it's a great course but uh in 2018 was or yeah, 2018 was their last year that they did this one tournament on January 1st uh, called the Frostbite Open. So you actually played in the snow and ice, and it was really cold. <laughs> the last one that they did was the first one that I actually got to attend, um, and it was the coldest one that they had on record. And you got a you got a cool bumper sticker if you completed all three rounds, and uh, which we did. But there was a lot of people that were dropping out after the first round and the second round. So, I mean, it was a, it was a pretty cool idea. Um, but they just, they just stopped it just cause it was so cold and they worry about like people slipping and stuff like that. But, yeah. um, it, it, it was a unique concept for sure. 
I don't know if there's too many people that can say that they played in a frostbite open. <laughs> Have you ever watched Futurama before? Yeah, and they had that uh, galaxy <laughs> yeah. uh, golf course. Yeah, I love yeah. that episode. <laughs> yeah, that just reminded me of like an extreme mini golf course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, what's one of the most challenging things that you encounter, like as far as mini golfing goes in your career, or it could be like career wise, or it could be just something on the course, even? Sure. Um, I would say it's probably just people developing interest for it so if you can get in front of people and remind them how much fun miniature golf is and how relatively inexpensive it is Mm -hmm. people are like oh yeah we should go do that but for some reason it's not uh even like top 10 activities for a lot of families but then when they go and do it they're like oh why didn't we do this we love this (laughs) so so it's just the constant reminding people like miniature golf is something fun and exciting to do uh, doesn't break the bank and everybody in your family all age groups can do this so it's a it is a good activity for people to do so it's challenging to continue to promote especially when um, like courses are closing and um, just wanting to get out there with new innovations in the miniature golf industry uh, is challenging especially when you don't have the funds available to do that I mean to do kind of a a basic course, the big expense is having the property. Uh, so, mm-hmm. and then it's developing that. So, I mean, typically a course starting is about $250,000, oh, but wow. that's, that's just a basic one. I mean, the concepts that I'm thinking of are upwards of a million dollars, but it's not just a course. It goes above and beyond that. It's a restaurant. It's a bar. It's a place where people can go have a good time, have a good food, have something to drink and really enjoy that environment. And even go a step beyond that, instead of just playing your 18 holes and that's it, you're done. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking more of like competitive head to head. Like you're playing on the same hole at the same time and you're both trying to get into a, a particular hole to get points and you're hit, not just hitting one golf ball, you're hitting multiple golf balls no. using those putting, using those putting skills, but playing different games. So it's not just you're playing through a whole course. You could even uh, get crazy and, and take some of your favorite uh, childhood games and things like that. Like you can have a, a game where you're playing connect four with golf balls. You're hitting it up a ramp and you know, it's going into the, the hole and then you're trying to play that game. You can play battleship. You can play all sorts of different games that, you know, that you're familiar with, but modified to be miniature golf. I mean, there's a lot of like cool head to head concepts that I'm working on that, you know, I'm doing on a, a mini scale, even many <laughs> smaller than miniature golf, just to kind of prove like, okay, conceptually, does this make sense? And would people get involved? Um, and then it's just kind of looking to see, you know, can I find an investor that wants to get involved with this and wants to do an, you know, a business with miniature golf. I know it's a very profitable and lucrative business once you get it going, but it's the, the getting it started and proving to someone that's an investor or, or a bank or someone that's providing the, the funds like, Hey, this can actually make you quite a bit of money. And you're talking to one of the, most knowledgeable miniature golf people in the world. So let's go. Yeah. So it's just, it's just getting to that stage. It, it, I think that it's coming soon, 
uh, with definitely within the next five years for sure. It's just getting to that point and getting in front of the right people. It's always about like connections and finding, uh, you know, who's interested in and as passionate as you are. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the case with anything. There's definitely a lot of creative ideas that you have going on too. Mm-hmm. So I think that's definitely a plus for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, do you have any rivalries in your competitions? Any people that keep showing up that you're just like, oh, I wish I could beat them or... <laughs> Um, I think it's probably more people do that for me when okay. they see me. So, <laughs> so actually, so you're uh, that guy. A, <laughs> yeah, I actually have a championship title belt. So nice. take this with me. And um, when people uh, play jackpot, they make a hole in one. They get to sign it. So there's a bunch of autographs on there. So, and then there's also celebrities and things like that on there too, which is pretty cool. Probably one of my um, most lucrative ones on there I have is. Uh, the comedian Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy, if you've heard of him. No. No, no. Yeah, you should check him out. He's okay. really he's really funny. Um, but, yeah, that was just a, a really cool one. Um, my wife and I actually went on a cruise in January. Um, we're big fans of professional wrestling, too. And it was uh, Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. So they had <laughs> a big uh, a wrestling ring on the boat and had a bunch of uh, classic uh, legends of wrestling. It's just a really cool environment. Maybe someday there could be a, a miniature golf cruise too, but that's probably like 20 years down the line. <laughs> I, I think I think you definitely have to make it way more mainstream than it is now. But I mean, yeah. that kind of stuff is cool. Like, you know, you wouldn't think of wrestling and a cruise together, but they did it and it was wildly successful. Not only was it successful for this year, but last year was the very first year. So then it was great. They wanted another one, so they did a second one, and now they're already setting up for a third one. So, and I and people are still super interested in it, even though everything going on with coronavirus and how the cruise industry mm-hmm. is really down. But, um, you know, people are still really excited about this, regardless. So, I mean, that's that's what's kind of cool, and um, I, that's where I draw with the the wrestling belt too. Is like take other passions together and merge them together and have all my favorite things combined into one thing. So it's, that's, what's really cool about it. I can be creative with designing all the holes that I do for Jack, but designing for individuals that want to have like a miniature golf course or a miniature golf hole in their yard or backyard or basement. Like I can do that kind of stuff too. And kind of, that's something more that I'm just getting started with, but it's kind of a neat opportunity to see like, uh, or to showcase my skill set and design something around, something that people love so whether people are really into the ocean or um, westerns or horror or anything like that designing something around that that they can have something fun when they invite people over or anything like that and then another area that I want to get into is doing rentals for like parties and weddings so design stuff around that so people can have more miniature golf I want people to when they think miniature golf, I want them to think Mr. Mini Golf, Jackpot, and Mini Golf Reviews. Like that, <laughs> that's how I want to be that figure in the industry. Well, I think you're going in the right direction for sure. <laughs> I think so too. I think so too. <laughs> what is like one of your bucket list courses to go to? Ooh, bucket list courses. So I've played this course 
uh, when I was a kid, but I actually didn't do it when I was reviewing courses and things like that. So I want to get back down to Florida to play at Disney's Fantasia Gardens, which uh, they have two courses there. They have one based off of the, the movie Fantasia, so it's themed around that. And then they also have a course there that's actually literally miniature golf. So it's scaled down golf courses. So there's sand traps and water hazards. Uh, and it looks like a small scale of a, of a golf course, which is pretty cool. They also have some at Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon that I really want to do. So that Florida area for sure. But then also um, I was recently out in LA and uh, there's a ton of courses that uh, I didn't get to get to while I was out there. So I got to go back and do that. But I also want to go to San Francisco because they have some really fantastic um, uh, indoor courses there that are really innovative and definitely a step above most courses that are out there. Um, so I really want to get out to do those ones called Urban Putt. And it's just like an upscaled um, like facility. Like it's, it's, it's almost like you're playing miniature golf in like at some celebrities fancy party type of thing and they're, and they're very creative and interactive and imaginative so really like that and then there's a um, a company called subpar which also has very imaginative holes and uh, is also an indoor place that really makes you feel like you're immersed in a different world so those are two places um, in san francisco that i want to get to and then i just always want to keep finding those like hidden gem courses that mm -hmm. people don't really know about, but are really some of the most spectacular courses. If just only they were promoted more and that, and then if I can help promote them more, then maybe they'll get more business and then more people will go there and really find that enjoyment and, and just, you know, the love for the, for the mini golf industry just continues to grow and more people will get involved and, and maybe, you know, there'll be some, really cool and innovative stuff that spark that is sparked by someone else and other people can get involved and and do stuff similar to like what I'm doing and and just make a career out of it like I that's kind of what I want to do with uh, my career too is like um, I mean I worked at a fortune 500 company I did like the traditional route um, where like you know get a good job go to good school get mm -hmm. a good job and you know that's great. And I paid off my student loans and that was really like what was stopping me, I guess, from really jumping into the miniature golf industry was just like, Oh, I have to pay off this debt and starting something in the miniature golf industry is a little risky, right? Because it's like, how, how, how is it going to make money? So I've had to be creative and, and also do a lot more work than, you know, the hours that I would spend in the per week. But the thing is, I think pe more people need to realize that they can do something with their passion and make a living. They just have to be creative and really develop a good plan and be smart about it. Like, um, yeah, not everyone's going to be, you know, uh, NFL football player, but that doesn't mean you can't have some sort of career involved with the NFL. Right. Like mm -hmm. you can still play football and have a great time doing that. Um, you know, as, as an amateur athlete, but, 
You can also create a, a career or a job where you travel around to all the different stadiums and you're saying, hey, this is a really cool feature about this stadium or, you know, maybe they should try this type of food and just reaching out. You never know. Like you could do something like that. Or if you're really into music, but you're not musically gifted, you can do something sort of similar. You travel around the country and listening to different bands and musicians and, you know, you help promoting and, and you come up with some creative way to turn that into a career like more people I think need to at least start as like a side hustle type thing you know and then if they can see like oh there's actually some opportunity here I think they should just try jumping right in and go for it Uh, especially if they're if they're younger I know it's harder if as people get older that they need that security but yeah I think as as you're younger you're if if it doesn't work out and you you developed a skill set like like I know I could just go right back to being a, a technical writer and a business systems analyst, but I wasn't like particularly passionate about it. It wasn't something that really brought me joy and made me happy. But I know I was good at it. I proved I was good at it. So mm-hmm. it's something that I can always go back to if it doesn't work out. But the idea is, you know, even if it's something's not working right you just don't give up if it's really not working then okay you have to be able to draw the line (laughs) and know like okay you you can't go a hundred thousand dollars in debt for playing miniature golf or whatever right Right. (laughs) so like so there you know you have to be able um realistic with um with your reality but um i think more people should try to go and follow their passion and be motivated and creative and then the other great thing too is like I proved that you can follow your passion, you can be successful and you can still give back to other people. So the business is doing well and I'm able to support other people with that. So, I mean, really hits the all three pieces for me that makes me feel fulfilled and going somewhere, moving forward and moving up the scale. So the ultimate trifecta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I know you mentioned earlier that, Europe has like a specific way of doing things. Um, so it's like big here in the U S it's big in Europe. Are there other countries where mini golf is pretty big? Um, Australia is pretty big as well. Um, I, I keep missing this person by about like three days to four days. Like we're in the same areas and we just keep missing each other. His name <laughs> is Alan Cox and he's just, he's one of my favorite miniature golf players. And, Every time, like, so was in Myrtle Beach for my honeymoon. He was there the week prior playing in the Masters. Uh, he was out in L.A. after me, like, three days after I had left. Mm-hmm. Like, also, like, we just keep missing each other. But <laughs> hoping one day we'll, we'll actually meet up and get to play around. But um, Australia is another pretty big one. Um, I know, uh, actually, one that's not that really doesn't get behind miniature golf is actually Japan. There's, oh, really? there's a couple courses, but they're, they're not super into it. I think it's starting to build up a little bit more, but they were one area that I was surprised myself with seeing how little um, they get behind, they got behind it. But I think, I think that's developing a bit more now. Um, uh, I know there's a couple companies like that I've connected with in China um, that do miniature golf. So mm-hmm. there's, there's some, out there as well but um i think it's really probably europe is number one they probably are the most uh 
influenced and excited by miniature golf, then it's probably the United States, then it's Australia. Yeah. Interesting. Do you have like your own club or not uh, putter, I guess it's called, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, yeah. It's actually, so when I flew back from LA, they actually lost my putter. So oh, no. I, I, I had a custom made one that was really cool. It was a wood one and it was double-sided is engraved and it also had a gold golf ball in the club head. Um, I recently, uh, well, since they lost it, I had to order a new one, um, which I was bummed about be just because of the history I've had with that putter. Um, but I do have a new one now. Um, and that's actually at the golf course that I work at. So I can't, I can't show you, but I can definitely send you some pictures after the fact. Um, but it's cool. Cause I guess it's, it's more of an upgraded version of what I, I had before. Um, so, with the gold golf ball, it was cool, but I definitely have so many golf balls that are really cool and exciting that I'd want to like show those and share those. So uh, I actually had a magnet put at the end so I can have like some of my favorite golf balls, not that I use them mm -hmm. for competition, but just because they're from places that I've been to or in different competitions, um, I can cut them in half and then put a magnet in there and then stick it on the putter. So it's kind of like, um, so show some like flair and flash at that. Um, I can also put like ball markers and other magnetic things on there. That's really kind of showcases with that. Um, I also thought it was cool with jackpot and the fundraising and the money part that uh, I also, even though it's a wood putter, uh, had them put as the guidelines so of the line that helps me line up the ball with the mm -hmm. hole. Um, it, he started doing uh, some acrylic fills and he actually I had, I had him put shredded money in there to kind of go with like the, the money and fundraising part, which I thought was pretty cool. So, That's fun. Um, and then, and then um, my first putter um, I had, I didn't have all the other businesses really started yet. I hadn't really become the persona of Mr. Mini golf either. So um, now with the new one, it has everything engraved. It has um, Mr. Mini golf, mini golf reviews, jackpot on there. And we'll just have to see what else comes from that. And what's also pretty cool is with that putt for pledges fundraiser I was mm -hmm. telling you about, one of the prizes is actually going to be someone can have their own custom wood putter made. Oh, so nice. They, they've been, they, the, the company uh, Ember Exotic Wood Putters out of Dublin, Ohio, has been very generous to uh, donate a putter for someone to have created for them. As That's awesome. One of, as one of the people that raised the most money for the fundraiser. So all sorts of cool stuff and companies getting involved um, wherever they can. That's great. Do you have like any trick shots that you can do? Um, I did. I started trying to post some videos. Um, I definitely want to do some more of that. So that's probably one of my weakest areas in general with the miniature golf is since it is just me, um, it's hard to really go out and film stuff. Right. Um, to, to, cause then you gotta like, you gotta, set up the camera make sure it's it's right and oh great you'd knock the camera over yeah. and then you're, you know that kind of stuff right yeah. um so not too much out there i do have a like a hole-in-one compilation video that i put together um i also was showing that i'm actually an ambidextrous putter so i can put oh. both lefty and righty so um i did a video this uh winter at the course that i work at and did um eight putts in a row alternating sides and going back in distances so it was like i think it was two feet four feet six feet and then like 10 feet back 
Oh, wow. Just alternating back and forth and all in one sequence. So um, I guess that, but I, I def there's definitely a lot of cool trick shots out there and uh, I'm going to be working on some more uh, with that. It's just, there's a lot of cool stuff that I'm working on and like my hands are in all sorts of different projects. <laughs> um, like I want to do more videos of that. I want to do more playthroughs of courses as videos instead of just the, the pictures. But again, that's a, quite a bit of content and playing through a whole course. I mean, even if you spend a minute per hole and then you give a, uh, a summary and, uh, you know, a conclusion, you're looking at about 20 minute video. Mm -hmm. Do people really have time to sit through a, a 20 minute video? Uh, mm. I don't know. Unless it's like, <laughs> unless it's like the, the, the coolest course yeah. out there, but it's, it's really hard to like say like every time, Oh, this is the coolest course. This is the coolest <laughs> course. This is the coolest course. And like, I, I'm very opposed to like clickbait tactics. Yeah. So I don't want to say it's the coolest course because I just want, I don't feel like that's, telling the truth and then I hate I just the idea of clickbait just bugs me so much because it's like people are trying to just make a quick buck instead of create like a good customer relationship they're just getting that one time for the, the click funnel and then they don't care whatever their customer does I'm all about customer relationships and and making sure people have a good experience with everything that I do so that's why I like I always give out prizes just for participating at jackpot. Um, I think it's important to, to, to be as fair as possible um, and just give that involvement with the nonprofits too. I think um, that good relationship has probably been somewhat of a, a big component to the, to my success with what I've been doing so far. I mean, as I continue to grow and get more traction with, bigger and bigger global brands and i think there's some good opportunity there i'd love to have like the opportunity to work with like a company like disney or or mm -hmm. nike or apple or google and just create something fun that they can have you know at their at their headquarters or whatever but knowing that like hey there's people there that think that's really cool and creative and they can play that whenever they want so maybe I'll get there at some point, but it's just, it's just keep, keep getting out there and, and keep sharing content and, and showing people like, like miniature golf is a lot of fun. It's for all ages. And if you think of miniature golf, you're thinking of Mr. Mini golf. So that's, yeah. that's, that's where I'm kind of getting to. <laughs> for sure. Then, well, we're just about ready to wrap up. Um, sure. Do you have any last parting thoughts? I usually ask guests if they have like a piece of advice. So maybe if, you know, somebody wants to get into mini mm -hmm. golf professionally, like what kind of advice would you give them? Um, definitely have an, an alternate income as you're getting started just because you, you, you're not going to hit necessarily hit the, the ground running. So you want to make sure that you're still sustaining a lifestyle, but you want to work towards being the best that you can be. And if you get there, good things happen. So you get creative, you find new ways, you can get other people involved you make great connections, make a lot of new friends, have a lot of fun. It's just, have have be strategic and smart about whatever you do just so you don't get in a bad spot because you don't want to be facing a putt for a million dollars and you're worrying about 
can I pay <laughs> my mortgage or, or the rent or whatever. So right. you want to be financially responsible, but you shouldn't give up on dreams or passion, whether it's mini golf or whatever. Um, you should always be working towards that and share that gift with the world just because we all have a limited time. So what's the point of having a life if you don't get to enjoy it too? Very well put. You want to drop your social media handles and all of that so people can hit you up? Sure, sure. So um, people can find me by searching for uh, Mr. Minigolf. Uh, you can also find me by searching for uh, Jack-Putt and also mini golf reviews. Um, you can also search for me as a, as a real person, as Carl Barth. So uh, all those things, you should be able to find me on all sorts of, at basically every social media out there. So you look for one of those, you'll probably find all the other stuff. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Mr. Mini Golf, aka Carl. <laughs> <laughs> yep, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs>